Realms of Peril and Glory will begin after these short messages. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We'd like to thank our patrons, Nika, Max Breyer, and David Orion for their support in making this series possible. If you'd like to join them and get ad-free listening, bonus shows, and a lot more, then head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic. Welcome back to Realms of Peril and Glory. I'm Maddie Searle, and I will be your Game Master slash Strife player today. And we'll be playing Agon, which is a fast-paced TTRPG set in ancient Greece. And it's designed by John Harper and Sean Nittner. And today I will be playing with three fabulous players, starting off with James Barbarossa. Hello, I'm James Barbarossa, and I will be playing clear-voiced Kante, the um, incredibly drunk bard right now, a follower of Dionysus, and um, generally just not very happy about being in the House of the Dead. Very fair. And Ella Watts. I will be playing Many Wade Calliope, a follower of Hermes, who refuses to use a door or confine their sexuality or gender to just one direction. Excellent. And Headley. Hello, I am Headley Knights, and I will be playing the slightly sleepy uh, Himbocules. Usually quite mighty, but didn't really get much of a good night's sleep uh, because of this fish thing with the hairy nose. So, But we're getting there. That's true. That was a big hairy-nosed fish. There was indeed. All right, so last time on your ship, you it did indeed counter a big hairy-nosed fish, which was gently biffing the side of your boat and Kante and Calliope did manage to uh, work out that it was just curious and was wondering what this weird wooden thing was doing in the middle of its ocean so um, you managed to distract it with um, chicken uh, carried by the wonderful Aristides the falcon uh, and I was going to eat that yeah Kante was not pleased their dinner was sent off into the ocean in the mouth of a giant fish as you uh, continued on your way you came across the island of Akros, which um, is a forested island with a house on top of a hill which is bathed in a veil of blue flame and also surrounded by hordes of the dead. Um, 
And thanks to Calliope's quick thinking and Kante's uh, silver tongue, um, the sailors decided not to abandon you um, to your fate. And also you managed to get into the house without being burned by this strange blue fire. Um, so now you have also managed to find your way through the shifting illusory corridors of the of the manor, thanks to um, Calliope's quick thinking. And you have come across a courtyard in which there is a somber looking woman who is whose face is covered in tears and she's surrounded by twisting curling pomegranate trees which are growing out of the walls of this courtyard and so what would you like to do my dear <laughs> i just i just i take i take a knee in in my most concerned way my dear how can anyone be sad among so many palms? Gesturing at the pomegranates hanging around. She looks somewhat confused and starts crying again. Uh, this is Himbocules. Don't blame him. I think maybe someone dropped him when he was small. Into the river um, sticks, maybe. Uh, yes, and made you invulnerable everywhere except your forehead. Um, <clears throat> it's really nice to meet you. Uh, well, like I say that it's probably not nice because you're crying, and also the world seems broken here. Um, could you maybe tell us what's going on? We want to help. I would like you, please, to roll arts and oration. God no! Persuade. I will also want to take part in this contest. I will take part in the arts and oration contest. I'll, I'll like Clear roll it to see what happens, but I would have got to out the D8. Hell yeah! Do you want to take a D6 for me for support? Hell yeah, I'll take a D6 support. Heck yeah. I'm feeling pretty confident about this one, guys. All right, I'm going to roll the strife level. Um, also, um, uh, not um, the this foe is sacred, so if you suffer against this foe, you have to spend the defined favor. Great. Um, so that is an 11 for the strife level. Well, I got a 13. Hell yes. Kante has um, craftily put the vomit urn to the side before entering the room. <laughs> and is feeling much better uh, now that he's uh, now that he's thrown up. And uh, is going to uh, approach the, the, the lady while, uh, while these two speak. And be like, now I know these guys are rather a lot. Um, why don't you just start with telling us what the problem is, what what's gone wrong, and and how can we help? Because that's what we'll do. We'll we'll help you out, however we can, and and I hope that we can find some way to solve your problem. Multiple heads are better than one, and it's always good to get a, another viewpoint. These problems might seem grand now, but with other people around, we'll sort it out. Fabulous. You also get 11 glory for your success in that contest. Multiple heads, like her dog, Tight. Cerberus, because this is for sure Persephone. <laughs> if she, or like, if she feels, she's got big Persephone, like the pomegranates, the Hades, the curvy lady. The... Yes. Yes. This is a rather, I'm getting that vibe myself. but And uh, she's sacred. Like Yeah, I'm getting that vibe myself. Um... Sadly, this is not Persephone herself, oh, but it no. is that is someone who probably chill used to chill with Persephone a lot. 
down in the underworld. Um, so she um, she kind of wipes the tears away from her eyes and says, I, "Thank you. Um, I I didn't expect to find uh, people who wanted to help. Uh, I'm I'm Orphney. I'm uh, I'm a nymph, and I uh, I'm the torchbearer of Hades. And uh, as you could probably tell from the blue flames surrounding this house um someone took my flame and turned it against me and trapped me in here that would rather put a dampener on things um do you have any idea who it was i i think it was um erastus uh yes he um he is a very powerful um I think the word necromancer would be suitable in this case. Uh, right. He uh, he's a he's very powerful and he very much wants to control um, the power of life and death, um, which is sort of mine and my boss's deal. So I'd yes. very much rather he didn't. And I'm pretty sure Hades is going to be super mad at me for losing the flame and letting all these dead people out and so uh yeah this is this is not a good day for me um and uh, a, a few tears start to flow down her face and as you as the the tears drop on the on the ground you can see that they kind of the pomegranate trees trying to drink them in and grow even more luscious as they're feeding off her tears that's handy um and she continues saying uh well yes um Erastos, I think um, what I've heard is that he lost his whole family when he was quite young, and uh, now he's determined to make himself immortal and to bring them all back from the dead. So uh, there's there's a part of this house um, where there's a, a portal to the underworld, and he has used his um, machinery and magic to pervert it and go in there to try and just find the magic of death for himself. So he's in this house. He's he's both in this house and in the underworld. Right. Wh- which god does he honor? Which god does he follow? I believe that he uh, I think he thinks of himself as a god. I don't think he follows any particular god. I think he he yes, aspires. He aspires to the heights of Olympus, I believe. Or perhaps uh, his own his own special mountain where he can be a special necromancer boy all by himself. Thick bands. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'd all love to be big special necromancer boys on our own little mountains, but the fact of the matter is, is that this is very what? disruptive to life. What? I, I just thought that it was more of the kind of eternal bacchanal thing for you rather than oh, the dead. Oh, sure, certainly. Either way, um, I'm just trying to be empathetic. Um, right. But, you know, um, look, it's... it's. If, if he's in here, could, could, could we help? Could we help find him? Could we help take the... Um, torch? Take the torch back? I mean, I'm, uh, I'm sure Calliope would be very understanding with him. I'm sure Calliope... Calliope seems like a sort of my whole family's dead sort of person. I'm a people um, person. The archetype. Yeah. I'm very good at talking to people. 
you know, the standard. Everyone, everyone I know is dead. Everyone I meet becomes my friend. That workplace dynamic. So, so what's the plan? What, what has been preventing you from getting it back, and how can we help? Well, um, I don't believe there's anything we can do about the torch right now. I think that Erastos, um, I think his magic is too strong for us to break it without finding him first. You um, can trick him and steal it? Uh, Calliope's a very good thief. I do like stealing things. We could we could slay things near him to intimidate him. Yes. Um, he likes first of all. Things. You'd need to get through a rather volatile portal to the underworld. I can show you where it is. That would be dangerous. Another option is trying to seal him away, which is uh, not something I can do. Hades is not keen on uh, sharing the the details about portals with uh, with his employees in case they they do their own thing. Right. That wouldn't get you the torch back, though, would it? I have an idea. The Okay, so famously, Fields of Asphodel, really difficult to find your loved one again. There was a whole thing about many people who kind of cursed to wander forever through the fields looking for their loved ones. So presumably he summoned so many shades because he can't find his family. So if he thought that he had accidentally brought out the shades of his family here, then he would come back through the portal to reunite with them. So I guess I have two questions. The first one is, Orfeni... Do you know through your relationship with death and through your, you know, millennia of wandering through the fields of Asphodel and Hades itself, what they look or sound like, and then can take, can, can we you mimic dress them? up? So you're saying we'll dress up as his family? Well, I was thinking, can say if you can mimic voices, then you could perhaps perform one of their voices calling out to him for him to come back through the I portal. I could wear a dress. I have, I have, I have shown no... I'm already wearing a dress. Um, if anyone's wearing a dress, it's me. More than one of you I, can wear dresses. No, I don't know I, why you think no, only one no, person can wear a dress. This no. isn't. I'm not being okay. shown up again. Not after oh. last time. So. It's not your fault. He has very beautiful breasts. Well, damn it. Well, I didn't look. know it was your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that I golden sh- shimmer is just kind of natural. It wasn't makeup. Uh, I have shown absolutely no sign of being capable of mimicking voices beforehand but yes I'm fairly certain I could probably give that a damn tr- good try um, or at the very least distract him with a um, theatre or perhaps a sultry performance of some kind so you could do that dance thing you do with the scarves the scarves, I don't have my scarves on me have you got any scarves on you? <laughs> Orphany, do you have any scarves on you? Um, she reaches into the leaves of a pomegranate tree and pulls out a beautiful dark red scarf and hands oh, it to you. Oh, that's perfect. That's precisely my colour. That could come in handy. You're very welcome. Uh, it's the least I can do when I've uh, completely failed in my duties and allowed the dead to roam free. Yes. Uh, what do you know about his family? I'm afraid I don't know a huge amount. Uh, I'm very much on the kind of porch side of things rather than the customer facing side of things I'm sorry I, I don't really know much about but them is there anything at all you could do I mean beseech Lady Persephone or Lord Hades or even through a prayer I mean have they ever communicated with you in visions or 
just anything at all that you could use. I mean, of all people, it feels like one who serves the Lord of the Dead might know something of them. I will, um, I'll try my best, but um, I fear that Erastos may have severed my connection with the underworld for now with his magics. I will, I will, I will do my best and I'm going to roll a, um, I'm going to roll a d10 and if it's, um, if it's five or lower, um, Hades is not cappy. Could I assist her by, by playing some calming, focusing music? Uh, Lo-fi beats. Yeah, I'm going to say, uh. Lo-fi Greek beats. (laughs) <laughs> to relax Tunes. slash summon the dead to. <laughs> cool. Contact the dead with. Um, I will. So I'll add a d4 for the music. Beautiful. Um, and that was a ten and a one. So that she absolutely manages to get in contact nice. with Hades, and her her eyes go completely red. Um, oh. and. Her, her hands fall down to her sides and her lips move but no sound comes out and um, her fingers start to glow very faintly. And I think I'm going to grab that urn again. <laughs> Just. Um, and eventually um, the sort of silent conversation that she's having ends and she shakes her head and her eyes return to normal. She says, um, Hades has, uh, he's, he's not happy at all but he is aware that helping me will help resolve this situation. So he has sent me, um, he has sent me uh, sort of visions of the family so I can, I can describe them to you. Okay. And uh, I can also um, mimic their, their voices. Oh, I was going to do that. Um, well, she well, can mimic them I to can, you I so can, that you can learn you're probably them. You better, can you're probably better at it than me. And she's trapped here as well. I don't know how... If she, she can leave this room. Can you leave the room? Well, I yes, kind you of... Yes, can take us to the portal. I can, I can take you to the portal. Um, I kind of used my, my pomegranates to shut me in to kind of feel a little safer, but um, if... Uh, and she waves a hand and the, the trees start to part um, at the one end of the, of the courtyard and a corridor starts to um, emerge... Um, leading up to another another door. I'm sorry, um, my dear. Are, are these these pumps up for grabs? Because they look delish. Um, if you're hungry, you can you can have one. But uh, I, I it it may or may not uh, bind you in a contract to a certain amount of time in the underworld every year. So that is that is an issue. I'm not sure if the magic's working right now, but I possibly Calibri would risk it. the pomegranate out of Kante puts an arm on Calliope's arm. He's like, well, wait, 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 wait. Let's see where this goes. Kimbokalese is just very d- disappointed. He was very looking forward to a nice tasty pomegranate. I've, I mean, I've good. got some jerky Himbocules and kind of reach into like a leather pouch at my belt. Like, you can have some jerky. Okay, I take the whole pack and eat it in one. Lovely, okay. And I sadly chew. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's go to the portal then. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit nervous, but uh, it's probably the best way to fix everything. 
all right, okay, okay. And she kind of um, starts to um, gather her skirts about her and sort of dust herself off and try and make herself look wait, a bit neat. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. going to kind of step to the side with Kante. Um, I suspect that even if we get this torch back, if we kill one of his nymphs, specifically a very favoured nymph torchbearer, to do so, or get her killed in the crossfire, there was this whole thing on Krios where sure. I tried to help people and everyone died. So, right. yes. um, what I'm a little bit concerned about is if we bring her with us, then we're going to get her killed. And if we get her killed, then Hades is going to kind of cancel out, you know, the good deed will cancel out with the bad deed because like the nymph is dead, but the torch mm. is back. So it's kind of like a net zero gain. So maybe you should learn how to imitate the voices <sighs> from her and we should leave her here where she's safe. You might be right. Um, um, you might be right. Uh, I was planning on leaving her at the door anyway, but yes, I suppose we can't bring her through the portal and her knowing further how away to do from that. the crossfire the better yes her knowing how to do it is not very helpful on the side of the portal uh orphany um your name is orphany yes yes that's right splendid um now i uh i was wondering if you could run me through this uh, impression of uh, erastos is it erastases erastos erastos Erastos, Erastos's family. See if I can pick up how to do the voices. Any information that you have um, of any things that might be helpful to to bring up. And uh, she um, starts to give you detailed descriptions of what his mother looked like, what his father looked like, and what his sister looked like, and uh, gives you. Um, imp- and it's quite spooky because her voice literally changes into the voice of these oh people. Um, Vocoder uh, nymph echo. I mean, yeah, nymphs can do things like that if they want. Um, I'm sure are a little perturbed by that, but um, do um, mm. do manage Just to. Just all normal. Yeah, you do manage to pick up the basics of um, of what you would need to do to mimic these people. Okay, great. Do any of you have any magic capabilities at all? I'm decent on. I, I mean, I'm I'm decent on the bar bat. I'm not sure precisely how close that gets to magic. but um, His singing voice is pretty much magical. He soothed an entire uh, flock of harpies. So I've been told. <laughs> um, you know, I am, I do go by the lightning conductor every so often uh, ever since that fateful uh, event uh, back on Krios. It's true, I performed at the top of a mast and lightning struck the harpies down. It was, it was a grand old time so i don't know how close that comes to magical capabilities but i mean i can it depends what sort of magical capabilities you're talking about well uh i was thinking of uh um the power of life and death and stabilizing very volatile portals and i'm sure what you did was very impressive it does that, sound very yes, impressive that, that but sounds so, like that might be beyond me um yes yeah, so um, I, I i probably shouldn't have asked it was a silly question um do you but, but have we, magical abilities but wait we don't want to go through the portal we want to stay on our side of the portal and lure him back through 
really? the idea is to avoid going into the world of the dead if, if at all possible. I think that's just generally right. a good rule. I don't want to go into Hades. Now that you mention it, that's probably better. Yes, I would yeah. rather avoid it. If, it, if, that, if that's on the table, I wasn't aware that that was on the table, but if, well, if, if that, staying here is on the table. That was what I was thinking. If, if Erastos has been bringing back the dead in order to find his lost family, then he's been summoning shades in volume to try and find his family. That must Splendid. mean that he has some way of monitoring the portal. If we imitate his family and suggest to him that by accident he's brought his family through without realising and that they're here just on the other side in the mortal realm waiting for him to reunite with them then hopefully that'll be enough to lure him back through the portal where we can deal with him on this side rather than in the world of the dead yes so I'll lure him through and Bocales you jump him yeah and Calliope you nick the torch yep and then we'll all do a runner yes okay um, <laughs> via the tree alright all right. I'm sold <laughs> alright so um, Orphne uh, leads you along this corridor down to the door um, I'll, I'll, sing her, I'll sing her a, I'll sing her a rousing ballad uh, to, to uh, get her spirits up her, her cheeks flush a little and a very slight mm. smile kind of tweaks on the edge of her of her mouth and I've been writing a song about Krios actually uh uh, hard to rhyme with Krios, but I've given it my best shot. Calliope had like a little kind of hammered bronze like hairpin with the shape of kind of like a flower in it in her hand and she'd kind of been going to like give it to this very pretty nymph called Orphany, but then like sees Kante kind of singing in her blushing and just kind of tucks it back into the Aww. pouch and keeps Aww. walking. Oh no. <laughs> I think I think Calliope is often like upstaged by Kante with like pretty ladies and it's just this yeah. is like pretty much their dynamic. Krios, oh my omios, etc. Prime Island for parties when you're not fighting harpies. Krios, oh Dios mios, it's an absolute riot. If you're a big fan of pirates. <laughs> and she does a little golf clap. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> when you're finished. We had a five minute break. I thought I'd not write one down. <laughs> Excellent use of time. I've got to be the bard at some point, haven't I? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. 
It's a podcast called Sleepwave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleepwave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. And so as you go through this, um, strangely, like it looks like a very ordinary door, but as soon as you pass through, you see a swirling black and purple portal just roiling like uh, like an ocean in a storm um, and sort of flashes of uh, lilac lightning scatters across it. Um, and also surrounding it are um, strange contraptions and machines that seem to be focusing their energy onto this portal um, in a way that um, may be controlling it or maybe um, doing something to it that it's not meant to be doing. Oh. Um, I don't like the look of this. Oh, again, strangely Hephaestian, but I don't see why he would Yes. Um, well, I'm a scion of Hephaestus. So, I'm not sure if I'd know anything about this. Um, I have a divine favor of her face, Dust. Can I? Is there anything I can do to sort of call upon? I don't know her face, Dust, and see if. I mean, her face does make mechanical animals and various automata really? powered by magic. Yeah, that's again hardcore, which I obviously knew. I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, Yes, and, and, and Hephaestus' machines are, are, are many and wondrous. I mean, even if he's not involved personally, he might be able to tell you how to dismantle yes. these. If these are this is some complex machine. You're a scion of Hephaestus? Yes, well, my father's a blacksmith. Um, so if this is a machinery, could I take a look at the machinery and see if I can sort of determine what any of this does? Yeah, give me a craft and reason. Oh, great. Um, and I'm going to roll... Um, Erastus's dice for this, because he's the one who made it. I'm gonna... I'm gonna also um, have a go at it. Awesome. Uh... Okay. Um, I've rolled a... I've rolled a, a, a... I've given some divine favor from Hephaestus to this. I've got a two, a six, and a four. So a twelve. Hey! All right. That's good. Unfortunately, it's a 13 for this one. Aye, aye, aye. Um, Calliope, are you helping me? Did you say you were yes, helping me? Yeah. Yes, okay, I'll I'll add another d6 to that. Okay. I got a three, which I guess I'm replacing the two with because it's the top two dice, yeah? So I got a six, a three, and a four. So a 13. Fabulous. All right, so you get 13 glory for that. <sighs> Once again. And <laughs> absolutely snatching this from by one from the jewels of defeat. I, I have seven bond with Kante now. I Damn. Spend it at some point. But yeah. like, Probably, hey. yeah. Useful to have. Useful to have. Um, so, yeah, you've got your 13 glory. And um, it is very strange machinery. And you can tell that it's much more in the arcane realm of things than the sort of mechanical realm of things. They're sort of strange unnatural um magical uh machines but you can also see that um they are um 
being powered by this um, this sort of oil, and you could think that if you were to drain this oil from the machines, then they would no longer work. Does it look flammable? Um, I would say yes, it looks flammable. New plan. We lure him through. Hibocules, you jump, jump him. Wrestle Calliope, him. wrestle him, if you will. You love wrestling. Uh, Calliope, set fire to the oil and we all do a runner. Kanta, you remembered. Mm. My favorite thing is setting fire to things. I, I assumed so. I mean, I, I've, we've never we've never overtly said it, but I I did rather assume you were a big fan of. Well, um, there was that one time back in Athens. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, uh, any, uh, anyone have a pro? Uh, Orphany, would that be a bad idea? Um, uh, any any sort of large explosion, even against someone who's powerfully magical, could definitely cause some damage at least so it's worth a try splendid um well then let's give it a damn good shot eh all right so um let's let me just have a little look at what i've got down here um Bacante, if you're a scion of hephaestus that means that you're somehow really like you are descended from a god by blood no, no, no. Not so much a scion. I'm not, not a, you know, I'm a, uh, my father was a Hephaestus worshipper and I was raised as a Hephaestus worshipper. My father right. did it more for the craft. I did it more for the, for the creativity. I mean, um, Hephaestus is betrothed at least to Aphrodite, although gods know that she has not been faithful. So I'm not, you know, I'm not a demigod. I'm not a scion, but I'm, a, I'm familiar with Hephaestus. I'm a, 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 I was raised a follower of Hephaestus, though I'm more of a Dionysus, uh, Dionysus man by choice. But but I love I love I love machines and, and and things like this ingenuity. You know, one of my favorite philosophers, Archimedes, comes up with all of these incredible uh, kind of devices. And and there's hmm. this there's this one device that he came up with that um, it, it uses glass and mirrors, but it, it redirects sunbeams to, to set ships on fire from from from, from port. It's incredible. That sounds like spooky uh, voodoo nonsense to me, but um, as long as it's keeping you happy. But it's philosophy. You need to be well, careful with these um, philosophers. I told you before, Karen. Though I'll admit that does sound useful. Is there any way we could do that in this case? I suppose there's no sunlight coming in. It's eternal night. Flame. Never mind. Reflective to start the flame, though, yes. Exactly. Or you could just throw something. Is there any torches in sconces around I, I, here? I mean, I have a flint. So that I can start fires. Fantastic. At all times. Yeah. At least well, three. Sure. At least three flint or at least three fire? <laughs> well, ideally both. But what? at least three flint, just in case I lose one, and then I want to start a fire. And if I yes. didn't have a flint, can you imagine? So. Sure. You wouldn't be able to start a fire. There's fate worse than death. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm going to um, step up to portal, I suppose, and begin to... Um, do an impression of a member of Erastus's family. This can't All go right. wrong. I think dead family. Yeah. Dead family. Yeah. So I think the time has come for the battle to commence. Oh, dun, no. dun, dun. I need to roll for Erastus. So that is a twelve. Oof. And you can choose whatever domain you want for the clash. If I'm luring him out, 
I suppose I'm using arts and oration. Yes, absolutely. So I will go with that because that will give me two d8s, a d6, and then if I try and invoke some some divine favor, I can add another d4 to that. Can I spend a bond on you, Kante, please, to bolster me? Because I'm also going to roll, and I'll just take your sure. name die. Thanks. Sure. I just have so much bond on you. I need to spend my name dies a d8. Yeah. We're a team. And I do think, to be fair, like in the in the RP, we are all working together. Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Hercules, are you joining this contest? I am well? going to join this contest. Yes. Well, Ooh. I got there. I got a a six on my epithet dice. I got a three on my d8 name dice, but I got a three from drawing on the uh, drawing on the insight of, of Hecate to help Ooh. me uh, mm. um, do a really good impression of, of this guy's family um, and work out what I can say to him that will that will help. Wonderful. Um, so that is. So I believe that's a twelve. Yeah. Snatching victory for the Jaws of Defeat once more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got in total 15. Ooh. Damn. I used Craft and Reason and I rolled a 10 and I got a 6 on my name die, so I got a 6. Fabulous. Wow. I'm glad I spent Divine Favor for everyone else to be better than me. <laughs> I also spent a Divine Favor. If it makes you feel better, this is what happened to me last session, but it wasn't even just everyone doing better than me. I was still failing also, so I only have three Divine Favor left total. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm nearly dead. <laughs> so, um... Uh, before I forget, um, Calliope now has a D10 advantage die to use later in the battle if uh, he so chooses. Thank you. Starting with um, Kante, what are you doing to try and lure Rastos back um, to the through the portal? I'm I'm just gonna do an impression of his dad. I'm gonna be like, Oh, Erastus! What are you? <laughs> How did you do this one then? I seem to be back from the dead, but I'm stuck in the world of the mortals, Erastus. I'm trapped on the other side of the portal, Erastus, and I'm a fiend, Erastus. You get your sorry backside out here now. Oh, shivers, that was so spot on. Excellent. I'm very glad I didn't dictate what they sounded like earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Thank shivers. you. This is a spot on impression. So you get six glory for that. Um, Beautiful. And uh, Himbocules also gets six glory. And um, what is Himbocules doing to aid in this endeavor? Um, <laughs> well, I'm thinking I could lean into the deceit. So I could say, I, the strong-limbed Himbocules, scion of Jaos, call on the authority of Zeus himself to strike down these shades that have come into the mortal realm. Unless anyone can explain why they're here. Oh, no! Erastus! Where's this big fellow here? He's gonna smite me! And he's gonna smite your mum and your, 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 your sisters! We're all gonna get sent back to the realm of the undead! Prepare to be Erastus, smitten you know. by him, Hercules. No! I love that you guys are just doing uh, an audio drama for Rastos in-game. <laughs> this is perfect. Um, and so, Calliope, who is best in this contest, what are you doing to try and lure Rastos back to the mortal realm? Uh, well, I think, uh, so, I, many Wade, Calliope, take part in this contest and did not die for once. Um, but I, I think that what they do... Um, I, I, 
kind of because I rolled craft and reason. So uh, shine a shine a torchlight l- yeah, at yeah, low no. angle and project I, a shadow onto the portal in case that works. <laughs> I, I mean, I do kind of love that. Like, I, I what I was kind of thinking was like, so I'm imagining that there are like rafters or something to climb on in this room. I've been playing too much Dishonored recently. Um, Same, honestly. I, <laughs> what I want to say is like I kind of climb up somewhere so I'm like above the mirror to the side in the shadows and I want to chip my flints and the sparks to kind of fall down into the oil from where I'm kind of crouched in the rafters and the sparks to set the oil on fire and then as the oil sets on fire I want to try and kind of throw my voice a little not as well as Kante but like just a little bit and just make the sound of just like a person crying like just like and try and like imitate like a child crying and 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 kind of just kind of like fill in Erastus you've put your sister in a terrible state (laughs) get out here now (laughs) you're in big terrible young man and can I also pitch something please um, tell me if you don't want to include this but I quite like the idea of um, Calliope like leading a trail of oil up to the machines like a sort of fuse yeah so it doesn't yes, 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 set, yes. get set off immediately and so it's like there's a bit of time left oh, before. I, I've got, got an idea um, so yeah I love that um, so I've got I've still got Aristides with me my lovely falcon so I'm gonna climb up into the rafters and I'm gonna kind of give Aristides like a little uh, bit of jerky and then like kind of uh, click my tongue at him and he's gonna fly down and kind of pick up one of these kind of vials of oil drip it across the floor and then I'm gonna have that shower of sparks fall down like um, and start burning in the oil start racing towards the machine fantastic all right so um as uh, you all participate in this elaborate illusion and strange audio drama performance to <laughs> lure Rastos back to the mortal uh, Imbercules is trying to do some ad hoc foley like ah. <laughs> oh. Oh, take that, take that. Oh, oh no, Erastus, save us. There's a cabbage out of nowhere that you just stab. <laughs> Erastus, get your sorry backside out there Erastus doesn't come soon. I'm being I'll punched. slit your oh. throat, young old man. Oh, get up. Himbercules thinks that the sound for everything is just hitting hitting his shield. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so, and slowly emerging from this roiling portal, you start, you see a head start to emerge. Like, and at first you just see these very cold grey eyes um, above the surface of the portal, and eventually, um, slowly rising as if he's on a sort of elevator. This um, very skinny, almost skeletal man in these very elaborate robes um, emerges and he stares at all of you um, in confusion and rage and <laughs> he he yells out you, you, you traitors! My family isn't here! You shall all die! Hippocules! Rugby tackle him! <laughs> 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 rugby hasn't been invented yet. Kante just made it up. I don't know what rugby is, but I sure know what tackling is. <laughs> so now we move into the threat portion of the battle. Um, and so you can either choose to seize, um, which will set the terms of the of the final stage, both in terms of what will happen to Erastos and what domain you want to use. Um, 
or you can choose to defend and stop a disaster from happening. And um, in this case, there is only one disaster that um, could happen, and that is that uh, Erastos will kill Orphney. So um, you can either choose to go on the offensive or the defensive. Imbocules is going to go straight for the for the seas. Kante, I think, is also going to go for the seas. Calliope is going to go for the defend to protect. If it helps, I think if you defend her, I reckon you're in there. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, but if I fail, then she dies again. We well, know a necromancer. Uh, you know, you've got experience in Every mourning, woman I so meet dies. I'm like a comic it. book male superhero. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just fridging constantly <laughs> happening around yeah. you. Calliope, just wherever he goes. I'm going to pitch for this to be Blood and Valor because it's very much like he is going to be attacking you with magic. To be entering contests against Erastos, you need to spend Divine Favor. So I'm going to say that we're just going to do one Divine Favor for the whole battle rather than three for the for each part of the battle. So if you could all please mark off one Divine Favor because he's a mythic foe. Cool. And luckily none of um, you have suffered against him, so you haven't had to mark pathos. I'm gonna also spend another bond just because I have six with Kante, um, just to take your name dice again, please. <laughs> yes, go ahead. It's a D8. I'll just roll to see what the um, the strength level is. Uh, so that is that is actually a ten. So that is reasonable. You guys ready? I really don't want this nymph to die. Not especially. Um I'm going to use spend a bond with him, Hercules, to give myself a D6. Oh yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh dear. Hercules, oh. I hope you've done well. <laughs> um, I might borrow a bond from Calliope and see if I can boost this a little bit. Yeah, definitely take it. Um, in which case, actually, maybe I will take one from him, Hercules. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take one from Kante. Let, let's let's. <laughs> It's helpful, but it's not. It doesn't. Oh, it's helpful, but it doesn't boost everywhere. me. Okay. Okay. Mm. Okay. I'm. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, okay. What? What was the? Do Do we know the number we were aiming for? Ten. Ten. I got twelve. Ten. It's not that high. Oh, you got twelve. Okay. Amazing. Okay, so that's good. I am. Um, okay, so I got an eight. I got a nine. All right. Um, but I rolled. Uh. Hemboculus's die, it got a one. So um so I'm I might actually use my T ten advantage die just because I really don't want Orfeni to die. Yeah. Um that is, that is fair. But also if I use it now, it is going to be harder for us to win the next round. So I just wanna share that with the other players and ask them if that's okay. You do what is in your heart. I think for your character reasons, that's probably best if Orphany doesn't die. I really don't want her to die. I really don't want her to die. Oh god. I rolled a nine. Oh! <laughs> I rolled a nine, which takes me up to a 15. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, so I'm the only one who failed then? Splendid. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you you can spend bond with me to block harm for you, and neither okay. of us take harm. It's okay. I, I'm, I, it's about damn time I take, I take some hits. <laughs> Starting off with Kante, um, Erastos sends a blast of pure black shimmering energy in your direction mm-hmm. um how do you how do you in what way do you fail to dodge this um kante is going to 
spring fox-like into a crouch, ready to jump away, and then suddenly have a whitey and just uh, begin begin to have a, an overdose uh, an overdose sickness and just get blasted by um, rays of nasty business. The uh, the Himbercules assist die was me going, watch out! And then you not watching it. <laughs> uh, and I was watching out. I was about to jump out of the way, but the swirling, like, brings my um, drunken headache back and I uh, uh, collapse to the deck and have a freak out. There. So, yeah, the blast of energy comes straight in your direction and you fall back on the floor, um, gasping for breath. And uh, you, as you look down, you notice that your left arm is black and rotten, um, and you oh, take a mark oh. of pathos. Well, that's fine. That's that's not my strumming. <laughs> oh no, Himbocules! You were wanting to seize the advantage, weren't you? So how do you do that? I run forward and then slash him with my sword. We were standing at the edge, yelling yeah, into the fair, port. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as he turns to you, I turn and hit him across his spell-casting arm to attempt to break it from him hurting you any further. Amazing. You disarmed him. Disarmed. Ooh. Boom. Ugh. Yeah, and you hear... Um, it's too soon. It's too soon for the arm, joke. It's too soon. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. An arm for an arm. <laughs> Oh, I should have said um, that, shouldn't I? Enough, enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as you slash out with your massive sword, you hear a screech of pain as Erastos' arm falls down and into the portal and is sucked into the underworld. Oh, wow. So, oh, I forgot to say, I also yeah. used, a, div- Don't I used a divine favour there um, to ask for Demeter's conviction uh, in my big slashing action, which I think worked out well. On Fantastic. And you almost uh, smell the, the scent of freshly baked bread on the on the wind as oh. your strike is successful and Demeter lends her aid. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Erastos is now writhing in pain, clutching his, uh, his what's left of his arm, which is now uh, severed at the elbow. Um, and very much distracted uh, and is sort of he's hovering above the portal and sort of rocking from side to side in pain um, and so coming up to uh, the one who is best once again Calliope what are how do you defend Orphany from Erastus's wrath you know we we kind of set up this trap so I, I'd like to say that it kind of starts working a bit first of all um we put so, we put so much work into it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so like maybe like some of the machines start catching fire, and with Kante's kind of insight, like they kind of start exploding, and that and that can kind of, you know, now street smarts have thrown him off his balance um, with Erastos. Um, but then I think like maybe I want to be heroic. I'm gonna. You tell me if you don't want this to be how it goes, but I kind of like the idea. Um, I kind of like the idea that maybe Erastos like spots Orphany and assumes that she is sort of the mastermind behind all this since she has, I mean, he stole her torch and everything. And so it kind of like lashes out to, to, to you know, hurt her. And what I really want to do, because I think it would be cool, um, is that Calliope kind of like somersaults down from the rafters with both of her swords drawn and kind of like deflects the kind of like arc of light with the side of her blade and like just stands in front of Orfeni, both blades drawn and kind of like looks back over her shoulder at Orfeni and it's just like, 
It's all right. I've got you. Amazing. She she swoons a little, and uh, <laughs> very nice. Uh, Hey, it uh, sounds like a four. Sounds like a, a fourteen roll to me. <laughs> and Listen, I just wanted it to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you also get ten glory for um, being the best oh, in this yeah. contest. Um, so Erastus is very distracted by explosions, are missing, not able to kill the nymph he's really angry at. Um, he's very, having a very bad day. So um, you get to choose the stakes of the finale. So. Um, first of all, um, Himbocules, what um, domain do you want the finale of the combat to be? Well, my best is definitely Blood Valor. Um, you two are arts and narration and craft and reason, respectively. Yes, yes. but I gave up my advantage die last round, so I think stacking it in your favour is as good a plan as I And I think this guy is asking for some Blood and Valor right now. Um, so yeah. I think I'm going to stick with that. Fight craft and reason with blood and valor. My, my second best is blood and valor because I upgraded it last session when I um, got super killed nice, by parties. Nice, nice. So I've got a D8 on blood oh, and valor. Nice. Oh, yeah, was it? D8. Nice. What do you have in craft and reason then? D10. Whoa. That's how I was able to roll a 10. Yeah, earlier. that's from taking a absolute butler. Massive B2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just really a massive B2. Um, cool. I will... Um, so I'm a D8 in Blood and Valor as well, so definitely go for Blood and Valor then. And I've got some bonds like Corn as well. Right. And what do you want to... If you win, what do you want to um, happen to Erastos? Um, do you want to send him back into the underworld? Do you want to totally kill him? Do you want to put, um, send the dead back into the underworld? What do you want, what, what's your end um, goal? I think sending the dead back to the underworld would be best for everyone I think probably best for them as well because I don't think they're enjoying take Erastus with you yeah and take Erastus with you but maybe in such a way that he can't because he seems to be able to move around get, get the torch get back get the torch back yes so we need to mm, get the torch yeah. back send the people back and he can go back with them but hopefully without the torch and therefore without being able to do be a wrong end. Yeah. Because I don't obviously yeah. want to send him back to where... I think you should well, kill him. Well, that's the him. thing. I was thinking, do we kill him or do we just send him back? But if we send him back, will he carry on doing nasty business? I think just kill him. He's, he's been, he's he's been pretty rubbish. So I think, yeah, I think we blood blood him. Yeah, he's a nasty guy. So, yeah. Besides, if you kill him, he'll reunite Bad with his blood. family. Which, which is, is actually, wanted, yeah, so. happy ending. You're doing him so a So <laughs> kill him, take the flame, and then um, send all the, uh, the dead folks home. Awesome. Cool. So we have the stakes. Stakes are high. Um, I'm gonna roll once again. I'm gonna roll once again to see what um, Erastos is doing. Um, oh, mama! I rolled a nine oh, on the D10. Oh, so that is. Uh, uh, let me just double check with my fingers because I'm terrible with numbers. That is a fourteen. Um, fourteen to beat. Cool. Yeah, I just wanted to double check, even though it's cool. very simple maths. I just wanted to check. If I roll, I've got a d6 and a d8. If I roll maximum on both, I can do this. Just about. You can also spend um, bond for extra dice from us. I'm, I'm going to spend yes, bond to true. use your name again. Because... But yeah, it, there'd still be sixes, so... Um... Yeah. Yeah, that's or because it's Blood and Valor, yeah. which isn't your strong suit, you can support 
um, one of your fellow players, or you can. Uh, How do I support? Um, you just Give them a you six. yeah you just you take one glory and one bond with the person you're supporting, and they uh, get a copy of a domain die. Fair. Um, then I'll support Himbocules. Cool. he's um. I I reckon I've got him on the ropes. <laughs> um, just finish him off. You've got it, Kante. Um, so you can give the um, your arts and oration die to Hercules because you're encouraging. I'm going to call on Take my bond with it. Calliope and uh, and say, Calliope, watch my back and get ready to back me up in case he gets me first. You got it. And I'm going to roll. I am also rolling in the background and I'm going to use a, a bond with Kante, um, which I'm going to say is honestly just that Calliope is really worried about Kante. <laughs> like I'm going to say it's, it's kind of the reflection of this and is just upset Fair. and kind of concerned. Himbocules, could you, you, could you, could you use a D8 for me instead? I, I don't know. certainly could do, yes. Because I've already rolled. <laughs> well... I rolled a 15. I can take a picture. I got a 7 and an 8 on my 2d8. Amazing. That is epic. I did not. And I actually got a 6 on um, one of my dice as well, and a 5. Amazing. And I've taken a picture because... If I I still can get a d8 from James, I would have to get an 8 to pass. Yeah. Because I've rolled... Go for it, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, come on. This has got to be an (laughs) 8. not an eight it's not an eight i've just got three i've got one two three i've got four threes and two twos and a one wow this is this is like me last round i got everything except for the five i rolled were twos or ones and the only way i was able to go up was by spending the advantage die because and i and i rolled with your name and i rolled a one on the d6 before using the advantage die and i got a fuck it's shooting i did have a i did have a five but it wasn't enough what did you get total uh, what did I get in total? I got so one of those many threes, a five, that makes eight, and the one from a divine favor, so nine. Calliope's got this. Yeah, I got a fifteen. It's all good. Calliope's got this. So Himbocules gets one par- participation pity glory point, um, and uh, Calliope gets a whopping fourteen glory for. Um, for succeeding in this contest. So what does it look like as you completely decimate this necromancer and take back the torch for Orphne? Calliope, Boris is going to be helping you. That's going to be my giving you my name, Darius. Oh, hell yes. I'm taking the hit and Boris is going to come up and do something. I mean, I, I was saying that, like, I was... I, I, before I was saying that I was up, upset about Kante being hurt, but I'm very happy to take a Boris. Um, yeah. I think I think what I kind of like the idea, because Boris and I, we've kind of established steal things and, and, and do things yep. together quite yep. a lot. Yeah. So, going to tumble down from the rafters, glance the light with the blade, get in front of Orfeni, tell her it's going to be okay, see Kante hurt, and I think, like, something in Calliope's demeanor just shifts, and, like, interpersonally, she's quite awkward and not super confident, kind of an emo, but she is real good with two sharp knives in her hands, and she's also really, really angry. Um, so she's gonna kind of whistle at Boris, and Boris is gonna go with all those contraptions on the table which have started exploding. 
and basically just start knocking them all off and, and kind of like pulling them apart. And as Boris like starts to do this, the portal starts to like kind of like spark and kind of shake and, 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 and things start exploding even more. And Calliope is going to run up, jump onto the table and then jump up on top of the portal where Erastos is. And she's going to get both of her blades and kind of in a scissoring motion, just decapitate him. Um, Amazing. Classic. Um, and then she's going to kind of shake the blades off, come back down and go straight to Kante and kind of look at their arm and be like, are you all right? Oh, um, you know, um, it's like I say, it's not my strumming hand. So um, probably just be all right in the long run. Just a little bit of uh, a little bit of wine, uh, wrap it up nicely. I'm sure it'll be fine. And you can actually see as um, Erastus's decapitated corpse is sucked into the portal uh, swirling around like something going down a drain um, he, the um, sort of black rotten um, skin on Kante's hand starts to recede and he- healthy, healthy skin is starting to emerge. It's taking a very long time and it will take a long time for it to go back to full health but you can tell that it is, it is ameliorating at, at a, a slow but steady pace. Ah, it's already getting better. Give it an hour. <laughs> Calliope kind of like quite strong, like one, one hand kind of pulls you to your feet and there's kind of like blood spattered a little bit across her face, but she mm. kind of holds on to your arm for a second. It's just like, stay at the back. You're the pretty face, so, you know. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, no, more than fair. I'll take that one. All right, and uh, Orphne um, now has her torch in hand and she closes her eyes for a second, opens them again and they're, um, they're blood red and um, she starts to move her mouth in that way she did before, no sound, but clearly having some kind of conversation. And um, you hear the rushing whisper of the blue flame Phobos um, rushing back into the room and swirling around her like a snake and then uh, inserting itself back into the torch and then it now looks like a perfectly normal torch but just with a nice blue flame and uh, her eyes go back to normal and she says well that's that's a lot better that's a lot better thank you so much and uh, she waves it um, in a beautiful pattern in the air making letters in the air with the with the blue flame as she does so um, you can see the the spirits of the dead um, processing back through the house and um, slowly they um, head back into the now much calmer portal and uh, they're looking they're looking pretty miserable because they really don't want to be going back down there but it's for the best so um, they're uh, sort of they're also going down the drain and sort of swirling slowly down um, into the portal um, like a sink so um all is all is um, right with the world once again, apart from the massive destruction of all the machines have left some very uh, nasty burn marks on the on the um, architecture. But I'm sure Orphney as an imp is easily able to fix that. On on the way back in in the pomegranate courtyard, I'd like to kind of step aside with Orphney in my not as smooth way too intense way that Calliope does everything, but still would like to kind of step aside with Orphany if, if that's Absolutely. And okay. um, she says, um, yes, uh, what, what can I do for you? you? You've helped me so much. Thank you so much. And 
at any time, well, I say that, we're on this perilous voyage that I think we're probably not going to survive, so possibly just this one time, but, you know, if the opportunity arises again, I, I would help, um, th I'm getting off track, uh, um, <clears throat> I was just thinking, um, may I, and Calliope's going to kind of lift a hand to this, like, beautiful kind of curly hair that you described, like, hanging around her face. May, may I? kind of gesturing to like touch her hair. Yes, of course. Kanto's playing uh, green sleeves in the background <laughs> again. <laughs> so, so Calliope is like blushing so hard like up the back of her neck like this very embarrassed kind of teenager kind of flush of Don't like... Mind me. <laughs> just, just, like, just making sure the arm works. Never mind. <laughs> um, but, but still kind of like gets a little bit of determination. Today has been a good day. Um, and so kind of bolstered... Um, slips that kind of bronze golden flower pin and just like tucks it into uh Orfeni's hair to like tuck back a kind of curl that had been falling into her face and she kind of sets it there and says um, I noticed it was getting your own so um it suits you. Thank you. I shall I shall treasure this. Um I I hope we we meet again someday. I know we shall, but uh, hopefully before you meet your inevitable demise. <laughs> well, we never know what the fates might give us. And Calliope's going to kind of lean forward, give her a kind of kiss on the cheek, and then, like, face on fire, just basically kind of run away. <laughs> um. <laughs> flee, flee! Um, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, if Ambocules and Kante are watching Orphany, you can see that she is also blushing and her, her cheeks are very rosy red like pomegranates. And uh, she um, wanders back into the into the room with the portal and um, uh, much more elegantly just sort of sinks into the portal. She, um, she's much too dignified to swirl around. Um, so she just sinks very gracefully into the portal and disappears from view. Well, I reckon she's into you. Oh, 100%. Oh, I mean, I, she's a nymph. I mean, she's a torchbearer of Hades. She's really important and I'm me, but... So, how does that, what does that have to do with anything? Kanto, I reckon if you played Careless Whisper, that would have gone all the way. Oh. You know, I heard about that. Apparently the poet Ovid composed it, and it's been really popular. I, I thought it was jo um, yes. Jovid. Oh. Jovid, Jovid Mokles. It's Jovid Mokules. Oh, I see. That's the one, yeah. I think the silent G confuses people as well. But... Yes. It, it's all, and, and then it's whether or not you say, like, Govid or Jovid. It's a problem. Absolutely, and as you as you're having this wonderful conversation, you're heading down the the hill, and um, the the clearing around the house is now free of spirits. See, I told you this would be a good idea. <laughs> and the um, the flame is no longer surrounding the house. Um, it is now uh, still a very magical and sacred house, but uh, it is a lot less flamey than it once was, and. All's well that ends well. See, aren't you glad you listened to me and came to this island? I am not going to shout at you, because you got very hurt. Well. And I... I'm feeling fine about that, so I'm not going to shout at you, but I just want you to know I'm going to remember this. And in a week's time, yes. when your arm is definitely okay again, we're going to revisit this conversation. Well, I want you to remember it because I told you this would be a good idea. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna write a song about this one too? Sure. I reckon I've got one down. What do we? What do we? Uh, 
Acheros, yes. But what rhymes with Acheros? I'll work something out. <laughs> Hemboculus, are you okay? I know you didn't get much sleep. Well, I think as long as we, we set sail and hopefully it seems a lot less dark and cloudy here, so we've probably got some good daylight sailing ahead of us. If, if the navigator can do on his own and the rowers can do on their own, I may have a little, a little lay down. I think that that lightning island may have taken a little more out of me than I expected. You know, I I have a good feeling about this. And as Calliope says that, she's going to kind of wave her hand and Aristides the falcon is going to land on Hemocules' shoulder. (gasps) Oh, that's the good luck bird. Fantastic. Dogs of the sky. And walk up in the sunset or sunrise up on the (laughs) Onto the boat. Yeah, the sun begins to peek over the edge of the horizon, finally, um, free to continue its journey. Um, you're all bathed in the warm yellow-orange glow. And uh, you return to your ship where the sailors are very happy to see you return safely um, and are vindicated in their decision not to run away. Um, so, and as you sail off into the the shimmering waters um, lit by the light of the sun, uh, we shall end the story there. Um, so thank you so much for playing. It's been an absolute delight. And uh, thank you for listening, um, people at home. So now let's go through our players and see where people can find them in uh, the internet sphere. So starting off with Headley. Hello, I would like to recommend everyone listen to We Fix Space Junk, the sci-fi sitcom about two women in space fixing things and trying not to get killed in the process. Just search We Fix Space Junk in any podcatcher and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at We Fix Space Junk. Sweet. And James, how, uh, how about you? Obviously, find me at uh, Barbara's phone on Twitter, though you probably shouldn't. And um, you should check out The Orphans, uh, a sci-fi audio drama about found family and uh, clones and warring for justice in an unjust universe. You should also consider supporting uh, our Patreon at uh, Light and Tragic for uh, more, you know, behind-the-scenes good stuff and other uh, special one-offs that you wouldn't otherwise get in the main feed. Um, and you can also uh, on the Patreon um, you'll also get uh, the Agon Admin uh, which will be just sort of dealing with character fallout of um, what what happens after each of these uh, epic adventures straight up if you want the character feels check out the Argon it's really Admin. good it sounds Argon really boring Admin. The, the epilogue section last week really. was really really fun and we got to um yeah, yes. we, you get to find out where we go, what the fallouts with the different gods are. We get yes. a whole debrief of the episode. Yeah, I definitely recommend this. There's an epilogue segment to every island we do, and you get it all for you if you just support that Patreon. Light and tragic. And you see how like the relationships between us develop. Also, if we raise enough money on Patreon, then we'll convince Beth and Headley to do a We Fix Space Junk episode that's ancient Greek. That's not true. That's <laughs> true. a lie. But I do really want it to happen since Space Junk has done pirates, and they have done do like kind of Indiana Jones archaeologists. I feel like we could have an ancient Greek. Maybe Sponsorbot goes to ancient Greek. I could see that. I could I could see that happening. I could definitely see that happening. <laughs> and Ella. You can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at GEJWatts, where I post about all sorts of things, mostly my work and being gay. 
Speaking of my work, if you want to know more about it, then Doctor Who Redacted is a Doctor Who audio drama that is very gay and very trans uh, that is now available worldwide on all podcatchers, which means that you can listen to it on the same app that you're using to listen to Realms of Peril and Glory right now. Uh, Check that out if you'd like to. If you want to check out more of my work, there's a free app called Zombies Run, which you can download. It's an interactive audio drama and fitness gaming app. I think it's pretty cool. I'm a voice director there. And finally, if you enjoy my approach to tabletop gaming, then you can check out the tabletop game I made called Upriver Downriver. Upriver Downriver is a game about rebuilding peace in the ruins of war, but it's also about being gay on a boat. Uh, It's a fun time, and if you want to order that book, either as a PDF or in a hard copy, then sign up to MacGuffin and Company's uh, newsletter, which is on their website, and you will be kind of alerted first when those books are available to pre-order and indeed just to buy, which should be pretty cool it's going to be towards the end of this year and I'm really excited about it uh yeah that's me thank you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maddie underscore abstract, where there are links to all the various things that I do, including my itch.io page, where you can find my hack of lasers and feelings called Vampire Cowboys, which uh, we have played on a stream of this very show. Um, as James mentioned, you can support the show at patreon.com slash light and tragic. And you can also follow Realms of Peril and Glory on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Realms Pod. And you can click on the link in the description for some RPG merch. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Well. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.